Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, CEO and President of PO Leadership, North America's premier network and leadership advisory firm. Today on our Snippets podcast, we have Alki Rubach, President of Rubach Wealth Management and a member of one of our PO Leadership peer-to-peer advisory groups. Welcome, Alki. Hi, Leon. How are you? I'm doing well. So I thought I thought we could start with you got to we got to go from lawyer to where you ended up today. And maybe just walk us a little bit through our, your journey as we get to know you. Absolutely. Uh, well, as everything in my life, uh, there's always a funny story and fun component. So in this case, I can guarantee there was no low beam. I did not hit my head. Uh, I'm, I'm relatively okay. Uh, what happened? Um, initially, I, I'm, I'm a Mexican trained lawyer. Uh, the plan was that after my law degree there, I would work for a bit then go to the States, do my master's there, work there for a year, and then go back to partnership track like we normally do in Mexico. But of course, being me and doing everything different, I went to London, did my master's at LSE, and then started working at McCarthy Tetral over there. Uh, Long story short, uh, that's when Argentina goes belly up. So I was asked to come to Canada for a year uh, and that's in 2003. So three, three kids ago, um, I, I came to Canada and started working at McCarthy's when the, the year turned into roughly four years um, in the in, uh, International m Group. Then I decided I wanted to do something different and moved to Scotia. Long story short, ended up in the compliance group, which sounds terrible, but was tons of fun because it ranged from discretionary trading, concentration, unsuitability, death threats. There was never a boring day. (laughs) But um, yeah, people should not write death threats. Like, don't put them in writing, people. But anyway, uh, that was interesting. Then I moved, um, well, what I, I... came across doing that job and dealing with all these clients was people made financial decisions a little bit based on what sounded right at the time but there was no clear path or plan in place that would make the acquisition of such instruments logical or or with an end goal in mind so you have investments and of course you want the best rate of return and you want insurance, you want the cheapest, uh, you want a will, but when you put everything together, we, I use a lot of analogies in my world and, and I like to help people paint a picture of what success looks like to them. So it's, it's like a big puzzle and the puzzle is potentially in a bunch of little pieces what we help them do is, okay, if this is the image, let's figure out the pieces you need to get there. And let's make sure that at the end of the day, there are no pieces missing, or you have pieces from a different puzzle that prevents you from putting the pieces for the picture that you want it to have. So we use analogies day in and day out. And, and it works really well because people need to have what they have what they need and need what they have. So that's really what we do. So the, the legal mind and the, you know, the training, of course, comes in very handy and, and all the taxes and all the education that I have. So it's, 
I'm not a lawyer, but I'll always be a lawyer. You can ask my husband. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, it'd be great to, you know, it's interesting to have a profession behind you while you're a financial wealth management person or building a firm like that is incredible, right? Because you have a different perspective and a legal perspective is a, is a, is a fantastic way to go because you're dealing with wills, estates. You can actually have conversations with people and know what you're talking about. So totally get it. Well, you know, during this time, and you were in the middle of that little bit of the crisis, we're still in the crisis. I'm hoping we're coming out of this. But what are you seeing with your clients today? Like, are they worried? Do they have, you know, financially reservations? Are they moving to cash? Uh, are they phoning you more frequently? What's on the top of their minds? Um, well, I, I don't think any of my clients had their investment portfolios in mind, first and foremost, during COVID. I mean, most of them are, for, well, started getting used to a new reality, being at home, uh, the human implications of all of a sudden being a teacher in some cases or being with your spouse all day long or the, the things that you were not used to and not seeing your teammates. And for those of us that lead a team, am I pushing too hard? Am I breaking their spirit? Are results happening? How can you control it? Am I my good so, so I think the human side of things came, came into play first. So what we did, we literally divided our entire list of clients and everyone on the team called every, each and every single client to see how they were doing. That was it. How are you doing? How's your family? What are you doing to keep sane? In some cases, some of the calls were made by people who are not licensed. So if they had a specific question about their portfolio or their insurance or, or any of their plans in place, we would then book a meeting with any of the licensed people. But we first wanted to make sure that everybody was touched, everybody was happy and okay, as okay as you can be. Then when I started talking about investment portfolios, we've always followed the long-term approach. And we, we do a lot of the investments. It's, we have the bucket where it's money that you're willing to risk. We have the bucket that it's money you don't touch. So, of course, depending on the risk profile of the, of the person, we did move many of our clients to cash earlier in the year, around February, um, when we started seeing things were, were getting ugly. But we didn't really need to do anything dramatic. It's, it's again, they know we're there. They, they know we have it. We know the market will bounce back. And, um, and, we, and they know that they can call us anytime. So, so that's really a non-panic approach. And we've always said that. Let's, let's think long-term. We didn't know the crisis would be so brutal and so fast. But we for sure knew it would come. Like after last year's run, it was at some point, something had to correct. Yeah. Somehow. Now I know you're, you're, you talk long term and stuff. So this is maybe not a, maybe not a fair question, but in terms of opportunity today in the marketplace or even from a, do you see opportunity? Are you taking that cash that you put aside in January and February? Are you starting to, suggest to clients that they start to allocate are you looking for deals and are they in the public markets or are you also looking at different things in terms of a whole asset allocation 
slowly, slowly we have uh, moved from cash little by little. I still don't feel comfortable with what I'm seeing. I think the financial markets are not in sync with the social reality. Uh, the fact that the market is pretty much back up, but you have unemployment through the roof and, you know, government spend being just done to, to make sure that the wheels keep turning. I, I still think there's going to be a bit, fair bit more volatility. So we're not, we're not ambulance chasing here. If, if we see something, we, we go to it, but we go very, very slowly. We're, we're a long, um, very conservative approach to investing and particularly these days. So what we're doing with clients is, you know, the fact that people are hearing the concept of mortality, we are revisiting their estate plans. We're making sure their beneficiaries are up to date, that the, they finally get their wills done because nobody has, and particularly lawyers don't have wills. Um, <laughs> get their will done, get their business, like get their businesses in order to have a proper succession plan, transition plan, emergency plan for, for their businesses. Uh, we do all the insurance, we do the tax planning, we do tons of things that to do that people didn't have time to do before. And now uh, call it boredom, call it responsibility, call it time availability. They have their papers there, they're at home and they're finally getting getting the, the conversation going. So we're not bored. That's for sure. Oh, that's great that you guys are doing that. Like I mentioned to you when we were speaking beforehand, the number of people having that conversation now about mortality and it just strikes them, right? They're stuck at home. You're influenced by the media today. And so it, it's amazing. I'm always amazed by the number of people that don't have wills prepared or they're not up to date and it takes something like this. And all of a sudden they're like, ah, oh, Maybe I should be thinking about this stuff in terms of estate planning and stuff. And it, it has never been easier. The fact that the province now allows witnessing of, of wills online, like virtually, like now there's no excuse. You don't have to go to the lawyer. You just have to go on Zoom, finish what you were doing. Then the lawyer sees you sign. You send it to the lawyer. The lawyer signs it. And you send it back to the other uh, the client. And, and off you go. Like, Although it, it is, there is still a lot more to a will than just doing that. Like they're talking with you and making sure that the framework and they're covering everything is pretty I important. Mean, for sure. For, yeah. for business owners, it gets a little trickier and particularly when they're family businesses and so on. But it's kind of, we just did a, a, an interview with a lawyer we work with and, um, and it's, it's, we're trying to show people that they need to open the Pandora box. Pandora is not going anywhere, right? <laughs> so you have to open it. But if you open it, we promise you that inside there will be a genie that will make your wishes come true. As opposed to not opening Pandora's box and then passing Pandora's box to next generation. Next generation has no idea what's in that box. They open it and it blows up. And that's exactly the recipe for short sleeves, two short sleeves and three generations. The lack of conversation, the lack of stewardship, because you're focused on building your wealth, but you're not training the next gen on stewardship. So this is a golden opportunity. Now, those who don't take it, I never tell people I told you, but I will. I will. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> this, is, this is when. 
Well, your Pandora box, even though you have opened it, you keep pushing it out further and further because you ride 250 kilometers every single week. And as we have this PO on the go, I think all the members know about this. Elke has always been on the top. She's threatened me if I've even tried to come within 50% of her. I just want to let that everybody know that. <laughs> what is with you? And there's 250 kilometers a week, Elke. <laughs> Uh, well, 250 sounded about right and doable. So far, so good. Week six and, and counting. Uh, now, there, he, here's the thing. I'm not pedaling to the point of exhaustion, right? I'm, I'm on Zoom calls and all those big calls that are either just like talking, talking, talking. It helps me, A, with my mental health, B, activity, right? Because otherwise, you'd be on a chair for eight hours or 10 or whatever. Um, and, uh, I like the little competition that's going on there. That's pretty cool. But <laughs> in fairness, when, our butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you go 20 minutes and you ride 80 kilometers. I need eight hours to do, you know, so I, I no. get there, but I just get there slowly, happy. You, you just feel it. like you stole something. I love it. And it's awesome what you're doing. So yeah. Hey, that, that is fantastic. Are you going to okay, join us you. on the Jack ride? Uh, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll fundraise for you. <laughs> and I'll do it right okay. now. Anybody who's looking to sponsor the Jack ride, please reach out to Elke. She's there. She'll be doing it. So Elke, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing some of your thoughts and, and a little bit about your journey. It's been fantastic. Thank you, Leon. It's great. Love, P.O. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. So if you're interested in our live webcast, The Way Forward Live and our other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at poleadership.com. You'll find on our site various previous recorded webcasts, which include guests such as Professor Janice Stein, Harvard's Rosabeth Cantor, Michael Beer, who's also a professor at Harvard, and the list goes on. We're covering topics such as mental health, leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and a host of others. Thank you all for joining us today. That concludes our, ses our session.